It's time for the Hokie Hour on the Tim Donnelly Show on the WRAD Talk Network. Now from the Makadoo Studio, here's Tim Donnelly. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Before we jump into Hokie Hour, and we got plenty to talk about at Hokie Hour, so, so it's going to be a fun one. Before we get into Hokie news, uh, we need to make sure you're covered in everything going on in the sports world. Uh, enough that you have something to add to every sports conversation you can find yourself in at any point in time today. It's February 7th, it's 7.08, and this is Got You Covered. No one has time to catch all the games. Don't worry, Tim will get you covered. In Major League Baseball, the New York Mets, well, they're still going to be owned by the Wilpons, and the Mets are still going to be a dumpster fire because the deal with Steve Cohen that was supposed to go through over the next five years to get new ownership for one of the worst-run franchises in baseball is completely off. And you know what? I think this is kind of like a situation where you leak that you're going to trade a player and then the deal falls through. You better find a new trade partner for that player because he is not going to come back and play for your team the same way he was playing when he thought you still wanted him and not that you were stuck with him. This fan base is going to continuously get worse and worse and worse and make life worse and worse and worse for the Wilpon family until they actively uh, find a trade partner because, or not a trade partner, a purchase partner, because we already know, the public already knows that they want out from under that ownership. Uh, NBA trade deadline took place, and and a few that we haven't talked about yet, the Warriors go ahead and get Wiggins, while the Wolves, the Timberwolves that is, go ahead and get Russell, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell that is. Um, The Warriors, first of all, they're starting to feel themselves a little bit like the Patriots, right? You can take guys that haven't worked elsewhere, and when you put them in that locker room, suddenly you're going to work out. I don't know if they're quite that good. Uh, Yes, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson make everyone's job easier, but when those two guys aren't on the floor, as we've seen with with, uh, Draymond Green, I'm not sure they have that same mystique. I'm not sure Steve Kerr is Bill Belichick. I'm not sure they have that same give us your tired, your weak, your poor, and we'll turn them into an awesome team. Uh, but we'll see because because Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota, uh, attitude was questioned, hustle was questioned. Other than his raw talent, uh, that's the only thing that was unquestioned. His productivity was questioned. His efficiency was questioned. Uh, going into uh, the, 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 the Golden State locker room, it's going to be interesting to see if they can really turn him around. And then D'Angelo Russell is a last heave for the Minnesota Timberwolves to keep Carl Anthony Towns uh, happy. If Russell doesn't work out and they don't win games and they don't become playoff contenders and they don't at least become outside shots to win titles, then then Carl Anthony Towns is a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from demanding a trade and moving on. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, on his decision-making before halftime in the play-calling category of the Super Bowl, I would do that every single time essentially telling everyone he has no regrets with how he handled the play calling in the Super Bowl and I just need to remind him of something you lost the game if you don't have regrets you're an insane person you need to change something you didn't call a perfect game if you called the perfect game you would have won the game sometimes you can't be as stubborn uh, and, and and just back yourself up to defend yourself because you're a fan of yourself you got to be realistic. If you don't win the game, have a regret or two. Coach Fuente, 
The world is still ablaze by the conversations he had on National Signing Day at the podium uh, about taking transfers, about this, that, and the other. This is why he doesn't talk to the media, everybody. Imagine having everything that you say, not only scrutinized, right, because that's every celebrity, but scrutinized with everyone looking for a negative slant on what you're saying. They asked him if guys were coming out of the portal. He said, no, we're not taking any of them back this year. Uh, He didn't say this year, but he meant this year. He said it's a case-by-case basis. We've learned from things in the past. He said what coaches should say. We're doing what's best for the program. We're learning every day. And everyone went and, and turned it into a dumpster fire. That's why he doesn't talk to the media. That's why when there's information we want to know, he doesn't give it to us. Because we're going to take that information, we're going to look at it through the most negative light we possibly can, and we're going to run it through Twitter 900 times. In uh, positive news for the ACC, at least for the Hokies, UNC's tight ends coach Tim Brewster is leaving for the same position uh, at Florida. Shades of Holman Wiggins leaving Virginia Tech to go to Alabama. It is an asset of a coach. He is a phenomenal recruiter, not just at the tight end position, but he recruits some of the best defensive linemen in the country for North Carolina. So getting him out of the ACC is a benefit for the Hokies. Hokie basketball plays Boston College tomorrow. That, of course, is Saturday. The Hokies need to play better. Last time they played Boston College, they lost. 61-56, and it was the first game in a four-game losing streak. But Landers Nolly, Tyrese Radford didn't play the first five minutes, didn't start, didn't play the first five minutes because they they, uh, were late to a shoot-around that day. You could say that decision is what started this whole losing streak. They can get it back if those two guys ball out, they beat Boston College, prove that last time was a fluke, and get back on the winning track. Tim Donnelly Show continuing here on the talk of the New River Valley, 101.7, 103.5, 14.60 a.m. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900. All right, here's the deal. Coach Fuente is not great with the media, Okay. In turn, the media, I don't think, is great with Coach Fuente either. I don't even know if it's the media as much as it's it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Let me explain. Coach Fuente is not great with the media, right? He does not mince words. He does not schmooze, right? He's not up there being a politician. When he's up there, like, he's not Dabo, right? Dabo's up there, well, well let me tell you this story. Oh, shucks, right? He, he's He's up there saying, you know, this guy, this you know, he's holding court. He's up there like a stand-up comedian, right? Like, hey, bada boom, where are you from? Okay, who you with? Like, that's not Coach Fuente. It's not in his personality. It's not who he is. Okay. So he talks to the media, and it's not one of his strengths. Which, to be completely honest, if if you know you set up a priority list of all of the things I wanted my head coach to be fantastic at, I would pick like Offensive football number one, defensive football number two, actually coaching, managing a coaching staff number three, right? Relating to kids number four, like that. And then somewhere down the list, it'd be like talking to the media. Um, So, so it's not one of his strengths, but he talks to the media, right? Which is what we all clamor for. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said, give me some communication. Let me know what you're thinking, right? Give me something that I can latch onto as to why. XYZ is happening. So he, on National Signing Day, he talks to the media, and he probably doesn't use the best word choice, right? 
he probably doesn't elaborate as as extensively as he should talking about transfers, talking about the transfer portal, talking about uh, under what cases he would let a player go into the portal and come out and remain with the team and what cases he wouldn't. He just kind of answers a question point blank, two, three sentences, moves on, and and the world ignites itself, right? It's it's a spark on dry wood. It goes nuts, and, and suddenly he's being called a hypocrite for for – entertaining Baylor and then not letting players out of the transfer portal. ESPN National has panels essentially mocking him. Uh, uh, Phil Steele is putting out articles mocking him, right? And and I don't necessarily think all of that is fair, but what I do think it w- will happen is that's not how you get him to talk to us more by taking things out of context, by running away with the worst possible uh, scenario, Right, it's regardless though. It's, it's not a good look. It's on like a national it, level though. Yeah, it's it's a terrible look, and he's gonna go. You know what? I'm done. I'm not doing it. Every time I talk, it's a terrible look. That's not what I meant. But that's how everyone took it. And even if I came out now and said that's not what I meant, everyone's already heard it two and three times. It's like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's like it, here's here's this is my example. This is my impression of how it would happen if someone asked uh, Justin Fuente for a restaurant recommendation. Ready? Someone comes up and says, hey, coach, at a press conference, new to town, um, I'm looking for a restaurant recommendation. Should I go to Tim Donnelly's burger joint? And do you know what he's going to say? No, no, not Tim Donnelly's burger joint. Here's where I want you to go. I want you to go to, to, to Mockadoos. Or I want you to go to uh, Lobro's Italian. Right? He's just given a recommendation, right? That sounds normal. He has asked a question. He was answered a question. Do you know what the headline's going to be? Fuente hates Tim Donnelly's burger joint. And, and it's, that's not fair, right? Like, I guess you might be able to infer that. And he didn't necessarily say, no, 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 no. Listen, I, like, this is how uh, a more media savvy guy would have that same conversation. Coach, uh, I'm new to town, looking for a restaurant. Should I go to Tim Donnelly's Burger Joint? Oh, listen, I love Tim Donnelly's Burger Joint, but but um, on a day like today, when it's hot outside, I'm not sure you want all that grease getting in your system. I'll t- like, trust me. The, I mean, those onion rings at Tim Donnelly's Burger Joint are unbelievable, and you're going to eat there a hundred times now that you you moved here. But on a day like today, where it's kind of gloomy outside. You want to get some delicious soup. I want you to go to Low Bros, or I want you to go to uh, Makadoos, and I want you to get the the uh, onion soup. Follow that up with a, a big city jazz sandwich. It'll fit today's weather. You'll you'll love it. But but again, Tim Donnelly's burger joint is awesome as well. Just on a day like today, here's what I would recommend. That's what someone more media savvy would say, right? You're going to explain all of the, the options away. You're going to kind of dance around it you, a little bit, you're, right? You're, go, you're going to make sure what you meant is explicitly understood. There's no way you can twist any of that. It's going to make you feel a little folksy, right? It's going to make you feel a little friendly. Instead of what he would do, which is, no, not Donnelly's Burger Joint. Go to Lobros, which is essentially the same thing. It's not as pretty. It's not as sparkly. It's not as jazzy. 
I wish he was that way, right? I wish he would uh, give us sound bites with awesome, elaborate language, and he would paint the picture with theater of the mind, but he's not a radio host. He's not a novelist. He's going to give it to you like it is. Like he's gonna, he's, he treats the media like he treats his like, uh, wide receiver coach, right? Wide receiver coach pokes his head in the office and says, hey, coach, uh, on, on right Rob, X cross, 161, uh, dirty skinny, do you want the outside guy running a three or a five-step slant? He's not going to sit there and go, well, listen, um, here's, uh, we could run a three or a five-step. Um, because we have Trey Turner and he's a little bit quicker of foot and he's likely going to be playing the X, let's run the five-step so he's coming off his break more in tune with when Hendon's ready to throw it. He's not going to say that. Do you know what he's going to say? Uh, five-step. That's it. That's all that needs to be known, right? Hey, coach, uh, on, on Dirty Skinny, you want the three or the five-step? Five-step. That's it. That's all. You move on. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. So he's, he's treating this. He, I mean, he's got one mode. And, and the more we, we punish him for having one mode and taking things and making them into hysteria, the less he's going to say. We have a caller on the line. We do. We've got Rocky with us on the Baker Team Hotline. Rocky on the Baker Team Hotline. What's going on, Rocky? Yeah, Tim Donnelly's burger joint. I mean, that place is awesome. Low gross <laughs> Italian. I mean, you can't go wrong with a great restaurant in the New River Valley. So I, I'd recommend all of them. I appreciate um, that. My, I agree with you, Tim. I think a lot of these college coaches are slick salesmen. Mm-hmm. They are salesmen first. They are masters at sales. And a lot of them don't really know how to coach. They are masters at manipulate, manipulating people. And I do think it's unfair what you're saying about Justin Fuente. I agree that it's unfair to twist his words and pile on him. Um, I'd rather have someone who's honest. And uh, that's my take. That's all I got. Appreciate it, Rocky. That's the other thing. I think if you ask, and that's a great point by Rocky, I think if you ask fans, would you rather have the slick salesman or would you rather have the guy that gets straight to the point? They would say, I want the guy that gets straight to the point. What they don't realize is they would react better to the slick salesman, right? What they, what they don't realize is sometimes it's one thing to say, I want the truth splashed in my face with a cold glass of water. It's a completely other thing to react appropriately when someone is actively hitting you in the face with a cold glass of water of truth. It's weird, though, because, like, you know, you talked about Dabo, you talked about, like, Coach O and stuff. They're, like, super good with the media, and it's like the fans are like, oh, they're like our friends, you know. And, 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 and to an they, extent, Beamer was that way. Yeah. Beamer is everybody's uncle in, in Blacksburg, right? <laughs> Beamer's everybody's friend. Beamer's folksy. Beamer was, was and is just comes across that way, and Fuente doesn't have that gene. And it's weird that we – we're like, talk to us more, talk to us more. He talks to us more, and we go, ah, ha, ha, let's run crazy with it. It's like, he's not going to talk to you more. Let's take a break. When we come back, there is some good news in the ACC for the Hokies. Addition by subtraction of arrival. WRAD streaming live worldwide on the TuneIn app. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Tim Donnelly Show continuing. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7, 103.5, 1460 AM. 
Valentine's in the Valley. You only have a couple more days to register to win the ultimate Valentine's Day and treat that someone special in your life. Uh, again, the prize pack includes Pandora Valentine's necklace from PR Sturgill Fine Jewelry in Radford, guaranteed to put a smile on the face of your special someone. Dinner at Preston's at the River Course, guaranteed to put a uh, smile on both of your faces as you are full after delicious nourishment. A makeover at Inside Salon in Christiansburg. Uh, we're going to talk with Dodie later on from Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg, and she's going to explain how that will uh, be an awesome experience for whoever chooses to use the makeover at Inside Out Salon. Guaranteed to put a smile on both of your faces. There you go. Uh, golf. See, now golf is a, a bit frustrating because golf is a tough game. Guaranteed to be challenging. It's a great course. It's beautiful. But, hey, I mean, we've all been there. When you hit a couple into the woods, maybe the smile will fade, but the golf is still there. Guaranteed the, the, to the, create meaningful memories. The relaxing four and a half hours will still be there. Uh, and, and then, of course, treats from the Blue Ridge Fudge Lady Shop in Pulaski. Lobro, you're the fudge guy. Guaranteed to put a smile on your face. <laughs> to register for Valentine's in the Valley, simply sign up online at WRADradio.com by February 9th. But you can do it today. No need to wait. Um, at midnight. And you could win the ultimate Valentine's Day prize pack from the WRAD Talk Network. Um, one of my, my favorite bits of logic is um, there's, there's two ways to pass someone in a race. Two ways to pass someone in a race, right? Either you speed up to catch them and pass them, or they slow down and you stay the same pace and they fall behind you, right? Either way, you're now one spot further in front in the race. Right. Those are the two ways to do it. Um, Virginia Tech got better in the Atlantic Coast Conference because UNC got worse. I guess the positive, though, for Tech. It's, it's, a, it's addition by subtraction of arrival. UNC's Tim Brewster, their tight end coach, uh, left North Carolina for the same position in Flo- at Florida, right? which essentially means Florida hired him away with the big almighty motivator known as the Green Green Cash. Right? Not, a, not a bigger bigger title, none of that. He's just making more money. Um, but he is an absolute stud. Tim Brewster, right? You don't want to say this when he's coaching for North Carolina, but you can say this when he's coaching for Florida. He's an absolute stud. He is a recruiter extraordinaire. And not just tight ends, right? It's not like he's just re- recruiting his position. He brought in some of uh, the best defensive linemen in the ACC to North Carolina. Uh, he is a recruiter. It reminds me a bit of Holman Wiggins, who was the wide receivers coach at Tech, and and he got hired away by Alabama. It's that That was... Uh, um, a negative for Virginia Tech when you lose a coach of that nature. So, so I just want to throw some positivity into the world for Hokies fans out there. If you were worried about how great North Carolina was recruiting under Mac Brown, they'll still be good, but they won't be as good as they were just a few days ago. As I said, addition by subtraction of arrival. So North Carolina's Tim Brewster on the way out. Let's check in with what fan bases are thinking not about that but about the Hokies in our next segment Hashtag Hokies Stick around Tim Donnelly Show Welcome back in WRAD 101.7, 103.5, a.m. I'm Tim Donnelly alongside producer Lobro here inside the Mockadoo studio. Guests and callers join us on the Baker team hotline, 540-639-4900. That's 
4,900 for the Baker team hotline. Give us a call. There there you go. Pass the test. Um, It is also one of our favorite segments of the show, favorite segments of Hokie Hour. We do it every single day. It is called Hashtag Hokies. Hashtag Hokies is real simple. We go deep into the underbelly of the internet. Deep into the Twitterverse. The trenches. The caves. The crevices. The crevices? I don't know. The uh, what's the what's the thing called? The ravines. The dark side. You got nothing else, do you? Ah, man. You got nothing else. The swamp. The, the muck. Hmm. See, I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing. I'm trying to guess right now, and I can't really can't really think of anything. Like, there's the marshlands. That's also a swamp. Marshlands kind of pleasant. There's nothing wrong yeah. with the marshlands. It's like wildlife protected areas. I'm, well, like turtles. I mean, around here it's a little mucky, isn't it? I don't want to say that this is like the underbelly of anything. No, this, this is, is not. This is awesome. This place is What great. are you talking about? Either way, the hashtag, we go deep. Hashtag Hokies, we go deep into Twitter. Find the conversations that we want to have. We drag them up into the light, and we have those conversations right here on the Tim Donnelly Show. Uh, starting with one, and speaking of, uh, first of all, there's a trend on Twitter and social media. Um, it's like a meme thing, I guess. Okay. That I, I, it kind of annoys me, and I'm not calling out this individual, but it, it, like everyone does it, so I'm calling out everyone. Saying unpopular opinion before you give your opinion annoys the heck out of me. Did you just realize this? Is no, 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 no. It's oh, it's been a thing, like unpopular opinion. Uh, uh, pineapple. Chick Fil A sauce is the best sauce at Chick Fil A. It's like, or it'll be, it'll be like pineapples are like great on like on pizza. Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, unpopular opinion. I like to dip my pizza in ketchup. It's like, let me decide if it's unpopular. You don't get to tell me what what I think of your opinion. So saying unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion, that's an unpopular opinion. Did that make any sense? It's not a double, double negative, is it? Unpopular or? opinion. I hate the term unpopular opinion starting sentences that are supposed to be unpopular opinions. That's a lot of unpopular opinions. <laughs> uh, speaking of, uh, at Talibans44 said, uh, unpopular opinion. <laughs> if we let Penn State waltz, and I'm going to have to edit this a bit um, just because he used some language that's maybe appropriate for Twitter but not appropriate for the radio. Uh, at Talibans44 said, unpopular opinion. If we let Penn State waltz into lane and peel our blank back on se- basically kick our butts, on September 12th, Enter Sandman got to be retired. Uh, what? Now, I can see why he, think that, he thinks that might be an unpopular opinion. But I can also agree that it's an unpopular opinion, right? And that's what he, that's what he was going for, right? He said unpopular opinion. It was, he was expecting it to be unpopular, so uh, I'm not going to agree. Basically, and we had this conversation with, with Bill Roth. Um, you know, he, he was talking about recruiting and he was talking about how facilities need to be upgraded. Programs need to be upgraded. Um, uh, you know, social media is a big deal. He was like, enter Sandman is awesome and it's great. And it's so much fun. And, and the game day atmosphere is unreal, right? It's an earthquake in a stadium, but it's, you know, eight minutes a year. It's eight home games, a minute, like it's. It's not going to win you recruits solely by itself. 
but I'm also not naive enough to believe that it doesn't help, right? Retiring enter Sandman would hurt recruiting. And it's kind of like this. It's, it's even if you don't believe that the Hokies are playing up to enter Sandman quality, right? And, and there's quite a bit of, of that going on. Right against Wake Forest, it was the first time in a decade that they beat a ranked opponent at home. Right, it used to be absolutely terrifying to come into Blacksburg. It was the Terror Dome, and it's lost some of that luster as of late. And some would say they need to get rid of Enter Sandman until that comes back. But it's 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 a chicken or the egg, right? Because if you get rid of Enter Sandman until it comes back it's going to be more difficult for that level of play to come back because Enter Sandman helps get Virginia Tech in the door for recruits and ultimately gives them a shot at better recruits, right? Being known for something, especially something positive like that, is better than not being known for something. You know what I mean? So even if that's not the clincher, if, it's, if recruits aren't saying like, Oh, they have Enter Sandman. I have to go to Virginia Tech. It's still them saying, oh, yeah, I know a Virginia Tech. They have that awesome intro. Let me take this meeting with a coach. Let me answer this call from a coach. Let me take this visit to Tech. At the same time, that should not be the sole reason. I think, it it, it can't somewhere. be, and it won't be, but, but it might help, right? And, and in recruiting, there is no one thing that rules over all, right? It's a little bit of everything. It's... A little bit of facilities, a little bit of campus life, a little bit of fan base, a little bit of location, a little bit of coaches, a little bit of the depth chart ahead of you, a little bit of how much NFL talent they've promoted, a, a little bit of, of game day atmosphere, which would be Sandman. So it's almost like if you're saying, hey, we got to get rid of Sandman until we're playing like we were in the 2000s. Getting rid of Sandman's going to make it more difficult for them to start playing like they did in the 2000s. What what would they replace Sandman with? What do you think? What, what Some kind of song? band playing could be. I mean, could be anything, right? They they getting rid of Sandman means getting rid of your part of your identity. The walk, getting rid of the the tunnel run, getting rid of like you know it would be replaced with. And now your home team, Virginia Tech Hokies, and they run out to nothing. I don't think you can well, get rid of Sandman. Absolutely not. I don't. And, and and Coach Fuente was asked if they're going to keep running the lunch pail with Bud Foster no longer there. I think you have to keep the lunch pail. I think it's it's irresponsible to get rid of the lunch pail. It's irresponsible to get rid of uh, Enter Sandman. Maybe one day in the far future, but even then, it's still a bit like shaky. It's like eh, this is like it's, their it's, identity. It's traditions. Yeah. And and there's something about traditions. I don't believe you can make new ones. <laughs> Yeah, tech's like very strong on their on their like their foundations. It's, like, di- it's very difficult to make new traditions. Yeah, right. It, it, they they come across as kind of corny, right? The the turnover chain, Miami, right? A new tradition. Ugh. When UConn tried to create a rivalry against UCF and they made a trophy and called it the Civil Conflict, you can't just create those things. It's yuck. Yeah, but like things, you know, like the lunch pail, hashtag stone by stone, all of that is like within their like it's, it's in the fabric of, of everything. So you can't get rid of it even if things are going poorly, because hopefully you're gonna lean on them to get you out of the doldrums of being playing poorly. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so that's what I have to say about Taliban's 44. And you know what, guy? I do agree with you. Unpopular opinion. Uh, next one comes from at J2Josh. He's been uh, a, a frequent flyer in the hashtag Hoagie segment. He says, and this is something that, that we were discussing earlier, Fuente should do press releases and never speak to the media again. Submit questions via a proxy, answer those, and send them back. The man pisses off the fan base any other time he speaks. I agree that he doesn't do a great job. I agree that media is not his strength. I agree. I'm not sure if he should just completely become, you know, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain and never address the fan base, but I understand the logic there. What I will say is occasionally it feels like the fan base is looking to get riled up. You know you know the, the friend who's always looking for a reason to fight? You're walking through the bar and he's just waiting for someone to bump into him? Feels like the Virginia Tech fan base is kind of in that headspace right now. So I'm not certain that even if he wrote out all of his answers and only released press releases, that people wouldn't find a way to twist those words on paper. I think there's there's a two-way street in every interaction, and for everything that Coach Puente gets blamed for, uh, the fan base needs to take their, their lumps as well. Let's take a break. When we come back, basketball, Virginia Tech taking on Boston College tomorrow. This is the game that started the losing streak. They lost to Boston College, started the four-game losing streak that they're on. Can Boston College be the thing that gets them off the losing streak? That's next right here. He can't change the rules, but he has a microphone. Tim Donnelly is the sports dictator. More of the Tim Donnelly Show next on WRAD. Welcome back into the Tim Donnelly Show. Talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, 101.7103.5, a.m. As we near the end of Hokie Hour, we have to talk basketball. We have to talk Boston College. I think it's it, it would be somewhat fitting if the Hokies got a win tomorrow at noon because this skid that they're on started with a loss to Boston College. And it was a weird loss in this. Landers Nolly, who, if you listen to the show, you're extremely familiar with, right? He's 6'7", can shoot the lights out. Um, I've seen him uh, in some recent mock drafts uh, being picked as a, a extremely late first rounder or more likely an early second rounder. So he has you know, NBA potential. Um, and Tyrese Radford, who has probably been the biggest and most pleasant surprise of this Virginia Tech basketball season. Um, those two guys showed up late, missed the bus to a shoot around when they played Boston College. And thus, they didn't start the game and they didn't play in the first five minutes. And Virginia Tech ended up losing by five. Now, they played better in the second half than they played in the first. So it's hard to blame the loss on that. But it makes it weird, right? It makes it unusual. It threw guys off of their routine. They had no starters in double figures, but both Radford and Nolly off the bench were in double figures. So it's 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 strange. And and you could argue that that strange, weird routine that was set up by the fact that they they missed the bus and didn't start was the tipping point that went from a season that was extremely exciting and optimistic for the Hokies to a, a season that now four games later is, is taken on water. And, and it's, you never know when those moments are going to happen, right? It's the one more degree argument. 
You have I ever given you my one more degree argument? Uh, no. One more degree is I. I think water boils at two hundred and eleven degrees Fahrenheit, or two hundred and twelve. Yeah, two hundred and twelve degrees Fahrenheit. Um, one of my coaches used to always say, "You never know." Like at two hundred and eleven, it does not boil. It looks like water. It looks like it does at 210, 209, right? You're just looking at it. 211, it does not boil. 212, it does. That's crazy that it's like a, like a, a threshold. Like He's that. like, you never know what is going to be that one more degree that makes it boil, right? The Hokies were playing great. But they, we, what we didn't know is they were sitting at 213, right? They were boiling. They were cranking along, but it was 213 or it was 212. They didn't know that one step down, one weird game, one loss to Boston College dropped them down to 211. Right? That was the difference. And since then, they've lost four games. Uh, they've struggled defensively. They haven't been knocking down threes. They, they've, they've been looking a bit out of sorts. So it would, wouldn't it be ironic if another game against Boston College is the game where they can get that degree back, right, where they can start boiling again, where they can start going. And, and Boston College is an unusual one because they have some size, right? They have Nick Popovich, who's a, essentially a seven-footer, but he only played eight minutes against Virginia Tech, right? The way that Boston College thought to attack Virginia Tech is so different than what other teams have been using to attack Virginia Tech. Normally, you just send the size at them and and make that the hurdle that Virginia Tech has to overcome. Boston College beat them 61-56 without doing that. So assuming they employ the same strategy, I really like the matchup for Virginia Tech. And there might not be a reason for Boston College to even consider changing strategies because it worked last time. Right? If if I throw you a curveball and you look like you can't hit it, I probably won't come change up. I might throw a fastball to keep you off your toes, but it's not going to be a strike. When I'm throwing for strikes, I'm throwing that curve. Virginia Tech has an opportunity to get back. I always say the winning track, and I truly believe it is a track, right? You get a win and you get back in those grooves and the next win becomes easier, right? It's really hard to drive a train without tracks. You get them on the tracks and now you're just hitting go. Nolly and Radford didn't start the last time they played against Boston College and they lost by five. If there are two players on this team, that five minutes of them on the court would be worth five minutes. It's Nolly and Radford. I'm not blaming it. Uh, right? I'm not saying, oh, they missed and, and they cost their team. I'm not doing that. I don't play that blame game. Right? I'm not saying they missed the, the shoot around. They weren't allowed to start and they cost their team a win, which led to a losing streak. It's all on them. I don't, I don't play that nonsense. And I call that nonsense because that's exactly what it is. I don't play that. But what I will say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, essentially, is that those two guys have an opportunity today to to beat a team and help their team beat a team that can start the ball rolling in the opposite direction. And I think they will. And I think they will. We'll get to picks a little bit later. But I think they will. So here's the deal, everybody. Valentine's in the Valley, our ultimate Valentine's Day giveaway. 
includes a makeover at Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg. At the top of the next hour, we're going to hear from Dodie of Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg, and she is going to help us understand what a makeover from Inside Out entails. And if you're going to be giving that uh, away to your special someone if you win, or I don't know if we've even said this, you could use it yourself. Yeah, you don't even have to tell them you got it. You could win the ultimate Valentine's Day giveaway and not even be in a relationship. You could be your own Valentine. And, and just use it for yourself. Or, or, or you could win the ultimate Valentine's Day giveaway, divide up the packages, and give it to all five of your Valentines. We won't tell anyone. But Dodie's going to explain to us what the makeover at Inside Out Salon in Christiansburg does entail. That's going to start the next hour. Quick, what color would you dye your hair if you could dye your hair any color? I would dye my hair full head of hair. I would want it back. I'm not dyeing my hair. I'm not going to damage the little bit that I, No, I'm kidding, kidding. I'm not blue. I'd go crazy with Dude, it. Dude, I like blue as well. Like <laughs> hot candy blue or like dark blue? I don't know. I'm uh, dark blue. I'd probably look at myself and pick it on the spot. We'll be back after this with more. <laughs> 